Well, here we are. It's a bonus episode. We, we, uh, Ethan and I were texting, and uh, we just heard the news, the awful news, that Eddie Van Halen, one of the greatest musicians of all time, in one of the coolest bands ever, passed away today, 65 years old from cancer. Yeah, yeah, throat cancer. Yeah, I mean, you texted me and Paul, like, maybe, what, 40 minutes ago? And yeah. uh, I was in the middle of doing a remote session, and Clint hit me up and was like, hey, we should we should get on the horn here soon and do a, a quick little tribute to Eddie Van Halen. And Clint's right. I mean, not only one of the greatest of all time, but possibly the greatest of all time. I mean, your, your Instagram post today was, I think, was perfect, where... The only two you really need to talk about in regards to the goats are Eddie Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, and it's really more about it's it's hard to make these categories the greatest and all this, mm-hmm. but it really is appropriate for him not only because he could just play his ass off. It's it's more than that. It's really more about reinventing what was possible on a guitar, which of course Hendrix did. But it's not even like he came out of the gate and emulated Hendrix. Even he just had his own thing, and yeah, I. I've just been sadder about this than I thought I would be mm-hmm. uh, about him passing away. Obviously, it's tragic. He's so young, but I've been sort of blowing up all my, you know, Instagram and and Twitter, and then of course all of our buddies are texting. And right, I was thinking about, you know, when when he when they first came on the scene and they were playing clubs, and he would he would perform with his back to the crowd, mm-hmm. so that people couldn't see what he was doing because he was literally inventing sounds coming out of the guitar that no one had heard before. It reminded me of like oh, Miles yeah. Davis, you know. I mean, I think that what he was doing in the late seventies, a hundred percent, influenced all those shredded guitar players of the eighties. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he was the prototype. He yeah, was he the was. guy. He was the dude. I mean, the the kind of playing on a technical level that he was doing when Van Halen first got started. Nobody had heard before. This was a new thing. Much like when Hendri- the way Hendrix played, nobody had heard that before. There was right. plenty of great lead players in the '60s and '70s. That, that's there's you know everyone knows this, honey. Please, but uh, yeah, what Eddie Van Halen did was just you know all those dudes kind of opened the door and he freaking kicked the whole house down. You know, it was just one yeah. of those things that you're right. I mean, he 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 invented a style of playing that, especially I mean, even just just the one fact of just tapping. I mean, nobody was tapping, you know what I mean, like that back then. And then he made it look so effortless, too. That's a thing that would, I think, frustrate a lot of guitar players is like, look at how his hands are moving. And it doesn't look like he's it's nothing to him. You know, it was, it was his natural born gift and what he was meant to do. He was just such a special guy. And I think I think it even goes beyond. Amazingly, it even goes beyond this, because how many guys did you even know growing up in California who could play it all? But but. To play it and to write the songs, like to be so, um, to make that music so accessible, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's not this proggy, we know all these bands, you know, we know all the Satrianis and the Steve Vai's who are amazing guitar players, but there's a reason that those dudes make little quirky records that guitar people like, whereas mm-hmm. Van Halen made albums and songs that the world treasures, mm-hmm. whether they're guitar nerds or not. I mean, chicks loved Van Halen, dudes love Van Halen. It's great party music. It's great heady music, right. especially once Hagar got in there. But his his way of putting all that in great rock songs that you could hear on the radio and everyone, it, I don't know, everyone could kind of just get behind it.
like you said, it wasn't this uh, kind of four guitar players only kind of thing. You know, this this their fandom spanned all genders, all countries. I mean, it's worldwide. You know, and then what they did in the early '80s. You know, even when the glam rock thing was getting super popular, Van Halen was still many notches above that. Well, because the songwriting, that, that, that's where it stands out, is, mm-hmm. is uh, you know, he, think of all the people in his wake that just wanted to emulate him. Like, he invented it all. So, you, you anytime any true pioneer comes around, it creates imitators, right? right? You've got record labels trying to get that Van Halen sound. Uh, the, the, you know the uh, the discount version. Yeah. My friend Kevin talks about like the Pet Cemetery version. You know how like uh, in Pet Cemetery the kid dies and they bury him in the Pet Cemetery and he comes back but he's kind of fucked up. He's yeah, like a yeah. zombie. Totally. You've got all these Pet Cemetery versions of EVH trying to do that mm-hmm. thing, and it's just that's what a lot of that schlocky, shitty eighty stuff was because it it was never packaged as cool. Like, right? Who of those guys was as cool? You know what I'm saying? Personality I mean, wise, playing wise, stage stage presence. The only person uh, that comes to mind that who who Eddie was his biggest influence that took what Eddie did and made it his own was Dimebag. Dime. Eddie put that that black and yellow guitar from Van Halen One in his casket. Yeah. I mean, he knew yeah. like you know the influence that Eddie had on Dime was undeniable, but he he didn't just emulate Eddie Van Halen. He could no, he play did his fast own thing. Did his own thing, totally. Dime had that great combination of EVH for sure, and also Ace Frehley. He had he had that kiss in him too, that I think made that cool little stew. That's Dimebag Daryl, another guitar player. I was thinking of a little less so than Dime, would be Slash. Yeah, a guy who who obviously was influenced by Van Halen and Aerosmith, the '70s Aerosmith. And who kind of took what was cool about that and forged his own path mm-hmm. in a great iconic rock band? Yeah, you know, he'd be—he's another guy in that category. Although he didn't like reinvent guitar the way that Eddie did. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, the next guy that really reinvented guitar would be like Tom Morello. Yeah, probably so. I mean, yeah, I mean Tom Morello obviously is, is a, a style unique to, to to himself. But uh, I mean, even even guys. I, mean, I guess I guess for our listeners. To understand this as musicians, you don't have to play like somebody to be influenced by somebody. You know, it's like, of course, as a guitar player, Eddie Van Halen influenced me from the second I picked up a guitar because I, I already knew who Van Halen was. And the first Van Halen record I heard was, was 1984, just because Jump and Panama were such huge hits. Yeah. And uh, but I, I've I've never played like that. I've never been able to play like that. But that doesn't mean he wasn't an influence on me. Uh, it was kind of like, in, in, you know, to, to relate it to, to uh, your your MJ world right now. I mean, he, he was the MJ of the electric guitar. And I could never do that. But that drive that he had, I mean, even into his later years where he could still play all that stuff at age 60, 61, whatever, you know, that kind of drive is what influences me. You know, um, that's I don't know. That's that's kind of my initial thought on as far as influence without knowing how to play like that. No, it's exactly similar to, to Jordan. I mean, I can't play basketball for shit. I shoot around with my buddies, but it's not really about that. It's about what his, it's about what his greatness represents and how it mm-hmm. inspires. Right. Um. You know, people have heard the music that I write. They've heard the records that you make. You know, you make great re- reggae records and punk rock records, and you may not hear us playing Eruption, but it doesn't mean that that isn't sort of. I mean, what Eddie did is like part of the fabric of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. All, all the rock and roll music that I love, you know, right? Post Beatles. 
Yeah. And there were songs that were accessible to play. I remember getting the tab for Ain't Talking About Love. had a crate like solid state amp that had a little bit of flanging on it like built into the amp right and i remember just dialing in that that phaser sound of ain't talking about love yeah uh i have memories of playing running with the devil bum 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 mm-hmm There were certain things that I could play a little bit of when it came to the solos. I I would have to I would have to give the duties of that to someone else. Yeah, Another totally. one of my buddies, it was a little better. But you could play some of those hooks to Panama. And uh-huh. What are some songs for you that that sort of stick out? I mean, you said you came on board with 1984. When did you right? When did you go back? I mean, to that first album, um, Running with the Devil, and I mean, for me, like because of my dad and just listening to like the hard rock radio station in Orange County. At the, at the time, Sammy Hagar had already joined the band. They did 5150, but, you know, the big hits like, you know, Jump and, and stuff were, were all over the radio still. And Jump was one of the first ones I heard. I remember thinking, like, oh, I could play this guitar part because he just does palm muting on a C while the keyboard does its thing. I'm like, that's not so hard, <laughs> you know. Then the solo happens, you're like, and I'm out. Yeah, Run With The Devil, I mean, Hot For Teacher, uh, that song still to this day blows me away, just the the guitar and drum work between, you know, the Van Halen brothers. The drums at the top of Hot For Teacher are so sick. sounds like but by the time the band comes in it sounds like somebody just started 10 motorcycles <laughs> you know what i mean it's like it starts like with one hey start up your motorcycle and it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going it's just like oh my god and that's just one dude you know playing that stuff but um it sounded like a million overdubs it's amazing and yeah. and, and to think too about those guys pulling it off live also i mean they were a great mm-hmm. live band great live band 
Yeah, I mean, even up into the, the Hagar stuff, man. I mean, I was a big fan. I think it came out when I was in like maybe sixth grade. Um, uh, For an Awful Carnal Knowledge mm-hmm. was really big for me. Even something, it, it may seem kind of silly now, but even just the drill, you know, <laughs> that whole thing. You know, this the song right now was huge on that record and stuff. Well, I was going to mention that. I mean, I ha- I have a I have a soft spot for big ballads. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, and I think also my age, uh, which is similar to you, I never really had this um, Van Halen versus Van Hagar problem. Yes, yeah, uh, David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar problem. I know that that was a big deal for like OG Van Halen cats. Totally, it represented a big change. But I I just never noticed or knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew they had a different singer, which, by the way, put them in a, put them in the short list of bands that had such an important lead singer that got another one and were just as successful. Exactly. But I always gravitated towards like, how does it feel when it's love? Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that big ballad thing. Oh, and, yeah. And just even the way that guitar sounded on that. He always did cool stuff with the guitar, man. He really did. It wasn't just all about shredding, especially in the Hagar era. I mean, you know, this, like the stuff on Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge, you know, he had some ripping solos for sure, but a lot more melodic stuff too, you know, because I think Sammy just brought such a different vibe to the band. And let's not even forget, dude. Eddie Van Halen was also a badass piano player, too. Great piano player. Great songwriter. Yeah, I mean, all that keyboard stuff and piano stuff on any Van Halen record is all him. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, even... So, like, that, the jump stuff and jump, right now. Yeah, right now, totally, man. So much music just pouring out of that man's entire soul. Uh, yeah, man. Just, just still just very surreal that he's gone. 65, too. I mean, that's young. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, knew, I knew he'd been kind of quiet for a while. Right. You know, they've they've been up and down the last several, I don't know, the last decade with lineup changes. And I know Eddie's son's been playing for a while, mm-hmm. which, by the way, his, uh, I guess the news sort of broke via his Instagram. Yeah, well, yeah is, Wolfie. He says, I uh, can't believe I'm having to write this, but my father, Edward Van Halen, has lost his long and arduous battle with cancer this morning. He was the best father I could ever ask for. Every moment I've shared with him on and off stage was a gift. Mm. Amazing. That's really amazing, man. You know, I know that uh, 
because of the last incarnation of Van Halen with with, with Wolfie on bass, you know, I, I know there's been a lot of like, uh, you know, s- strain between like, you know, Hagar and Michael Anthony and the Van Halen brothers. And I really hope just not only as a, as a fan of them and a music fan, but just on a personal level, like I, I hope, I really hope that some of that stuff got, you know, got kind of squashed before this went down, you know? Um, well, if it didn't, it should now. I mean, yeah. obviously any kind of reunion is, I mean, they're, they're officially retired now. I mean, it's, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no coming back from that with like, like that. It, it was sad when, um, I mean, of course, Dime died, but then also when Vinny died, it's like, oh, well, it's really over. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. there's just no way to put all these pieces back together. Well, and with, with, guy, with guys of that caliber, too, when they pass away, the best thing you could do, if you even wanted to do it as a band, is maybe go on the road one more time as like a tribute. You know, and there's always been rumors over the years of like, well, if when, when, when Vinnie Paul was alive, like, well, they could do like a tribute to Dime Tour and Zach Wilde could be on guitar or something. You know, and that would be, and I think that would be kind of more appropriate to make it this tribute thing, um, um, in memoriam kind of tour. Um, but with Van Halen, man, shoot, you know, your first choice for something like that would be Dimebag, you know? And yeah, right, totally. I just don't think that, that, uh, I mean, of course, the dudes in the band are, I'm not even thinking about something like that, but I don't think that that's never going to happen, man. This is, this is the greatest electric guitar player that walked this earth, you know? And, and uh, you just can't unless you, unless you do like one tribute show one day in the future. Great, but other than that, man, you know who'd yeah. be great for that? Who I know is a big Van Halen guy is John Five. Yeah, John Five currently plays for for Rob Zombie, but he I think he famously played for Manson kind of in the early aughts. He did, yeah. So he's known, and he wrote a lot of those cool Manson songs. So he's known as like a heavy gothy cat, mm-hmm. but he's a super shred, and he's a great chicken-picking country player, too. He's just a great session guy. Oh, yeah, But totally. he's a huge Eddie Van Halen freak. I would love to maybe see, I don't know about a tour, but like a tribute show would be fun to see some dudes. But but the, talk about some crazy shoes to fill, man. Gosh, I mean, could you imagine, like, even if you are, like, technically, you can play some of Eddie's leads. Just that that pressure, you know, of getting up there and filling those shoes just for one song at a tribute show of some kind or whatever. I mean, gosh, I'd be the that, guy playing chugging along with that C chord that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll do that I, part. I'll do the drill. How about that? <laughs> well, it sucks. I mean, I, I'm bummed. I know a lot of our listeners are bummed. I mean, Van Halen's just such a, a huge part of of hard rock and and heavy mm-hmm. music and and just melodic songwriting. Just great songs. Uh, you know, you could. You could play those some of those songs on a ukulele, and they'll they'll come out. They'll yeah. come through. Absolutely, know? absolutely. Uh, I mean, talk about a shitty year, dude. I mean, Jesus. Shoot. I mean, gosh, not even counting a pandemic. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've lost a lot of great musicians this year. Kobe Bryant. I mean, yeah. It's just Neil Peart. It's just one of those <clears throat> one of those years that even without a, a pandemic happening, uh, it would still be a rough year as far as losing people that have influenced all of us, you know, in music and sports, whatever. But yeah, man, it's like, come on, 2020, get your shit together. This sucks. It's definitely another, another kick in the pants and a reminder to be grateful for life and grateful for the people that we have that are still alive. Grateful that Mm -hmm. everyone in Metallica is healthy. Grateful that my family's healthy, that you're healthy. I mean, it's, it's cheesy, but it is one of those, uh, it's just one of those, curveballs life throws you where you're like shit man this is all really delicate yeah yeah no i mean you know nobody nobody knows when they're going man and uh 
that's that's an unfortunate part of of reality and uh yeah i mean i'd encourage anybody just take stuff like this when it happens as just a, a sign to you know hug your loved ones even tighter and tell people you love them more and spend more time with them you know because you know you know no day is guaranteed for any of us man well i'll tell you what i'm going to be doing tonight is i'm going to be cranking up one of the greatest debut rock albums ever made mm -hmm. van halen one yeah absolutely man uh i actually already <clears throat> i already pulled i only actually own three van halen records on on vinyl mm -hmm. i already pulled those out to bring down the studio of tonight to to jam so i'll be doing van halen one 1984 and 5150 well you can write in if you'd like to if you want to if you want to tell us a little bit about your van halen story if you want to get it off your chest a little bit you know we're around to listen uh we're sort of publicly grieving on all of our socials if you yeah. want to check that out but if you want to send us an email and let us know what van halen meant to you of course we'd love to hear from you and uh, we love you all out there. We don't take you for granted. We hope you're well. And jeez, uh, man, rest in peace to 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 one of the greatest of all time. All time. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we each pick a song to close out this uh, little tribute episode with? All right. What are you, so what are you going to pick? What what currently is your favorite Van Halen song? I'm, I'm going to go because 1984 was like kind of my intro. It was the first. It was one of the. It was the first Van Halen cassette I ever owned. Uh, living in Southern California. And at the time, I was obsessed with Panama because I was new to learning guitar, and I was able to learn that bridge part. The da -da 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 -da. Love that part so much. And when I got to learn that, I was like, oh, my God, I learned an Eddie Van Halen part. So I'm going to go with Panama.
run a little bit hot tonight I can barely see the road from the heat coming up Reach down between my legs Ease the seat back I'm going to go with kind of a uh, a little bit of a dark horse because of the time that this came out. It was uh, This was on the Twister soundtrack, okay. 96. Remember when we were kids and we had a CD book? Oh, yeah. We had a Case Logic CD book. And for people like me and you, little misfits like me and you, who music saved our lives, that was like walking around with your medicine bag. <laughs> totally was. <laughs> and I took my CD book to school one day and, a, and a, some dickhead stole my CDs. Uh. So I had no more music. And when you're... 14, 15, it's hard to replenish all of that. You Absolutely, know? yeah. So my my parents were helping me rebuild that catalog. I was just getting into playing guitar, and they bought me Van Halen's Greatest Hits. And on that was the, uh, the the you know, when they put out a Greatest Hits, there's like one or two new songs. Yeah, for sure. One of the two new songs was the song called Humans Being. Yeah. From the Twister soundtrack. It's got a killer guitar part. It's just such a killer song. So we'll go out with that. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. We love you guys out there. We'll see you on the flip-flop. Peace. Adios. Adios.